All right, welcome in. Welcome back to the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name is Dave. Um, you can follow me on all Twitter or all socials at Dave underscore BFR. Cover the Bears for sportsmockery.com. I'm joined by my good friend, Ficky. Uh, you can follow him on all socials at It's Ficky Baby. Uh, also my co-host, of course. And uh, we have a good show for you today. We have Jarrett Payton. He's going to be hopping on here in just a couple minutes. Uh, before we bring him in, Ficky, man, how you doing? How's the offseason treating you? Man, it, it's good. There hasn't been, I think last week, I don't know if we discussed this, but like Bears Twitter was like toxic as hell. Like it was pretty, there were some accounts that was, Man. was pretty bad. And, and this week it's been like calm. <laughs> so okay. that I think, I think that's been nice. There hasn't been as much like civil war with Caleb and Justin. And I don't know why that is, but I'm kind of like, okay, we can chill. And I think that might be because, and we'll talk about it, but some of the hirings that have happened, I think when there's no news going on, the 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 QB discussion discourse is going to go crazy and set a blaze. But since we, you know, we've actually had some other news sprinkled in, I think it's given people like, you know, take a breath a little bit, go touch some grass. Everyone's been able to relax a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say I've actually kind of limited my screen time on Twitter for the most part, um, which is I think is good. I think everyone kind of needs to do that, but. I've been on, first of all, the NFC AFC championship weekend was, was awesome. So I was on Fire. Twitter for the most part there, but I have not really seen a lot of discourse as far as the quarterback. I, I see occasional tweets that kind of go viral or someone, you know, dunks on somebody or something like that. But for me, <laughs> I mean, I'm just chilling. I, I'm not going to argue. I'm not here to argue, especially on, on X or Twitter, whatever we're calling it now. But anyways, man, yep. I'm excited to have JP on the show. Uh, we've kind of been trying to get his schedules here, you know, aligned together, but um, I'm excited. So first of all, I guess we could start about NFC AFC championships uh, before Jarek hops on. What do you think of the weekend, man? Are you a Brock Purdy guy? Are you a believer? I mean, yeah. he, he, I mean, he fits in that system. You've had enough data that you put right. a quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's system scheme. It works. You look at, uh, Garoppolo, he got them to a mm -hmm. Super Bowl. So obviously that scheme is quarterback friendly and we're essence. I'm not taking away from Brock Purdy, but he keeps winning. You know what I mean? I think it's interesting that we fought as, as a team that saw our team give up just some brutal losses, Denver lions. Uh, mm -hmm. There's another one I always forget, but it was just like blown, blown major leads. It's interesting that we finally saw one that I think was more devastating than any of ours because the stage was way higher. Mm -hmm. Right. And it happened to be against the team that we blew one of our leads too. I mean, I think there was like, uh, I think they showed a graphic. I don't remember the exact numbers, but basically teams that were mm -hmm. up 17 points in any championship game have always won at halftime. If you're up 17 points at halftime, you basically won, right? So what what the uh, uh, 49ers did to come back was historic. And it was just like the Lions will lie. you know what I mean? Like I almost felt bad because we've been in that position so many times. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and table that. We do have JP um, here, uh, Figgy. So we'll go ahead and bring him in right now. Hey, JP, can you hear us? What's up, yeah. fellas? You hear me? Yeah, what's up, JP? How you doing? Dave, what's going Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Dave and... I'm switching my, around. I'm confusing nah, I'm you like, already. What is going Throwing on? Throwing you off already. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, fellas? Y'all good? Absolutely, man. I'm great. We're great. We saw one of our rivals lose historically like it was it's been a good it's been a good week so i don't know if you've heard my feelings on on that my feelings were 
as much as you guys know, I love this team. Mm-hmm. It was, I wasn't rooting for the Lions, but I wanted to put us on, like, it to put us on notice that, like, don't get comfortable. And that's where, and I thought it would happen whether you win or you lose, right? Like, to be <laughs> a conference championship game and know that that's what everybody is striving for to get a chance to be able to play for a Lombardi trophy. Like, I don't want us to get comfortable. And I feel like we're all accustomed. And even my, I find myself doing it too. Like, ah, I just want the Packers to lose. I want the Lions to lose. I want the Vikings to lose. But guess what? Dude, this NFC North has gotten strong, man. And the Bears are a part of that. They're a part of that. But we got to find a way to be able to see, like, there. we got to find a benchmark. And now we have one. Because you look at what the Packers have done, the ascension of, of Jordan Love, and how how much better he got over the last eight weeks of the season, to what Jared Goff and company are doing, that, that what Dan Campbell has done in Detroit. I mean, yo, I want, we need to be there. That that's that's where this organization has to get to. They got to find a way. And so for me, it was like, yo. We're, put us on notice like yo we got we got stuff that we got to do we got to get better and so that's that's where i stand with all that and everybody's like well you cheering for the lions nah man ain't cheering for no lions <laughs> but but being in this game and i went back i thought about it today i thought about 2000 we lost to washington i think it was the second game of the season when i was at the u Yo, it it made us so hungry. We had to go through the rest of the season. We were we were beating everybody else. We had to go through the rest of the season just to get to the off season so we could grind. All of us. Like I'll never forget Ed Reed was like nobody's going home. And I was one of these dudes that like to I like to go home because you're grinding through the year. I want to go see my friends at home here in Chicago. I want to go see my moms, I want to see my family. And Ed Reed was like nobody's leaving. We all are staying here. We all working out. We're going to work out not once, not twice, sometimes maybe even three times a day because we don't want to have we don't want that feeling again of being so close and not getting to where what we what we expected ourselves to be and where we needed to be. So um, I'm just hoping that these guys inside that Bears locker room at Hallis Hall just aren't feeling comfortable. And I want them to to push themselves because. Yeah, the Lions might be at the top right now, who everybody's striving for, but doesn't mean mm-hmm. they're in this offseason. Can you turn things around like we're all hoping that they can? Absolutely, Absolutely 100%. The and they're getting – oh, go Ficky. Yeah, I was going to say the silver lining is, is with that team, we almost beat them twice. So I feel Facts. like right, you see this person who's at the pinnacle and you say that we can beat them, right? Because we beat basically, basically yes. beat them. Twice, so I hope they have someone or a group of guys in there, which I do feel confident about. You know, I feel like our school, there are some players. Obviously, I'm not in the locker room, but they give kind of like that arrogant, confident vibe, which I really enjoy. Like people like Brisker and even someone like a TJ Edwards. So I'm hoping that the culture within, like you mentioned, Jared, is like, let's go get this. We're not too far away from reaching the pinnacle. Fig, I'm telling you right now, man, they do. I, that's the one thing that I feel like I've I've I really like what Ryan Poles has done is that he he's 
he's bringing in dudes like that, that have that type of mentality that, that are coming in with a chip on their shoulder. Like, yo, like, you know, you see these dudes, like, I love Brisker, man. Like all the aesthetics, you know what I'm saying? Makes yeah. a play and he, he, you know, like, yeah, we you, love you, that. You, you, you need that. And especially here in this city when, when, like for me growing up, it was all about where did it start? It started on the defensive side. That's always been the identity. And they have always found a way to be able to find a way, even this past season, right? We're even talking about, and even if you look at the talent, I, that's what people outside of the city want to jump into. It was like, okay, the defense got better, but they ain't really play nobody. I was like, man, man all these dudes, if you, you go out on a Sunday, you go out on a Thursday, you, you, you go out on a Monday night, anytime you get a chance to play, man, this is the best of the best. There's a reason why there is not a lot of people to, that have that played this sport, that are playing it currently or have played this sport at that level. It is hard. Every That's why you're a pro to come out and play the way that they did, especially with the takeaways. And Montez Sweat definitely changed a lot of that. And he hats off to him because he came into a situation where that was a position of need for this organization. And not only did he accept that, he got his bag, and after he got his bag, he produced and made everybody else around him better. Like that is hard. That is hard to do. Normally, you get your bag and you're like, "Man, I'm good, I'm cool." Coasting. No, he came out and showed, like, "Yo, this is what I'm all about. Like, this is what we gonna do. This is how I'm setting the tone." And just imagine in this off season, through the draft, whatever, however you want to address it, you go out and get another stud on the other side and start thinking about what that means because man quarterbacks look in the division if all these quarterbacks in the league are all pretty darn good mm-hmm. but they're not good when they're laying on their back or when they have dudes running into their face trying to figure out trying to take their heads off like i don't care who you are except for maybe patrick mahomes no that dude oh. that dude <laughs> he's not that dude is different man <laughs> that dude is that that dude is different, man. I thought, I thought, and I, everybody, I know everybody talks about, I, I'm getting off schedule. I know everybody talks about Brady and we know the championships and what he's done. But I was always like, like watching, like when you, I was like, yo, I got to turn on a game and like, I, I got to watch that one person. It was Aaron Rodgers, man. Like what A-Rod did when, when he had that, that 12 on his chest, with them ugly colors that they were wearing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the only starter, hey, the only starter jacket that like you just can't rock it does not look cool. Like Green Bay starter jacket is canceled. <laughs> but watching him, I was like, dude, we might not see anything like this. That a dude mm-hmm. that can move outside the pocket, throw off his back foot if he needs to, arm angles here and there, make pinpoint accuracy throws, and it was. It was two years ago at NFL Honors. Yeah, it was two years ago because it's right when Getsy, it was when Getsy was hired. We were backstage at NFL Honors. Oh, no, rewind that. We were at an event for the Boys and Girls Club. And Aaron Jones was the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for Green Bay. And they were doing a... They were doing a special. NFL was doing this special on the NFL Man of the Year. We had like we were all mic'd up, and they had boom mics. And I walked over to Aaron, forgot I had a had a mic on. I was like, "Bro, tell me about 12. He goes, "Bruh, 
bro, he can throw the ball anywhere. He goes, bro, I I'll be running routes on a go like on a seam route. And then next thing you know, like there'll be a dude draped on me. And he goes, I'll just look up, put my hands and the ball will just land right where it needs to be. And so at that point, I was like, holy cow, like to be able to be a top of the top or be in contention, your quarterback has to be playing at the highest of highest levels. And so to see what 15 has done is phenomenal, especially during throughout this uh, this postseason. And so I think that's where we all stand right now, right? And I hope we get into it. It's about who's going to be underneath center <laughs> for the Bears. And I, dude, Dave, I yep. saw the post. I saw the post. Yeah, and I saw like some guy was like, "Oh, you only bringing on people who who like the field." <laughs> you dude, seen that comment, yeah, bro? <laughs> I, dude, if you listen to me. I've always loved Justin Fields. I'm always going to support Justin Fields. I'm always going to rock right. with QB1. But I do understand that this is a business. This is a business. So if that's the case and Ryan Poles feels like that, yo, this is the direction that I want to go. I want to go another direction. Yo, will I be upset? Yeah, I'll be a little upset. But I think right. any way that you look at it, any way you look at it, honestly, there's question marks on both sides, whether it's Caleb or any of the other quarterbacks or Justin. There's question marks of what Justin can be. Can he take it to another level? And what kind of player would a guy like Caleb Williams be in the NFL? To me, it's all about coaching. And I'm I'm hoping that with Shane Waldron and my guy, Kerry Joseph, that they're, they're bringing these guys in not only to, you know, call plays, but also to nurture these quarterbacks and get them to be able to play at their at their highest level, whoever is underneath center. No, absolutely. And, yeah, right now the biggest talk is obviously at the, about the quarterbacks. And, and Jared, you, you've been obviously pro fields at the same time, but I feel like you have been very – you understand it's a business. I think we all do. For me, your honest opinion, what route would you prefer? If you were like Ryan Poles, GM, <laughs> where, where, I'm putting you on the spot here. Where would you go? Would you – Go ahead and build around Justin, kind of create like what the 49ers do, have done for Brock Purdy. Do you think Fields even has that um, ceiling in him to maybe where they could compete for a Super Bowl if you build around him? Or do you really like Caleb Williams? I'm not sure how much like tape you've kind of gotten to him. What What are your overall thoughts on it, man? Man. That's a loaded I like, question. I like, bo I like both dudes. I, I'm going to yeah. start with um, – I'm going to start with Justin. Because this is my feeling of the reason why I ride or die with QB1. It's because I've watched this young man from when he was in high school, when he was on, on QB1 on, on Netflix. Like, I've watched him. And everywhere he's always – he's been, man. The dude is – he's bald. He is a he is a straight baller. Yeah. I also look at the situation from when he was at Ohio State and the talent that he had around him. He's always he's always felt looks like he's always felt more comfortable other than high school of where he was. He he never had a, he, he there was times he put the team on his shoulders at Ohio State. There was. But when you've got guys that can make plays and top top flight receivers, man, it makes your job so much easier. So I feel like he's became accustomed to that in the NFL. Now, you guys, we both all of us know that we're asking these quarterbacks straight out of college to come in and just be productive, especially because when you look at the contract structure as well, when we look at, we want to get, we want to try to win a championship on a rookie deal. 
We want to we want to show progress. And sometimes, OK, that I get it. C.J. Stroud is what everybody's hoping for. But that's not that's not common. It's not common. And I think that Justin was handled wrong once he got here. He was never molded the way that he need to. And I think changing offenses and people not really putting everything around him, saying we're going to build this around you. Hence, look at what they've done in Baltimore with Lamar. Like, we are going to build this around you. One of your God-given gifts is to be able to use your feet. With the issues with the offensive line early on in his career and, and stuff, you go just even go go back to that that first start. Go back to that that uh, Browns game. Browns game. Like, I'm not sure game, if I want to. <laughs> that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Just think about it, though. Think about it in the sense for yeah. him getting your head knocked off as many times as he did. The one thing as a young player, the young quarterback is, especially an athletic one, yo, if I feel or start seeing ghosts because like I can't feel comfortable in the pocket, do I'm gonna I'm gonna resort to what I can what I use the most. That's my legs. It's 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 simple, man. And the only reason why I know this because I never played after college, but in high school, my first two years playing at St. Vitor High School, I was a quarterback. I didn't know anything, but I knew one thing. If someone starts coming in my face, I'm using that 4-3 to get out of it. Peace, deuces. I'm taking it to the crib. And so I think he started to resort to that. And there, I don't think Luke Getty in that time that they spent together was able to slow down the game for him, to help him understand and slow down the game. And I always felt like even that press conference, we, we remember when Justin was speaking his mind about what was going on. Then he had to come back and retract his statements again. That was crazy. Yo, he told us he told us what was going on. He mm -hmm. he let us all know what was going on, and he just didn't feel comfortable. Now, is that some of that's on coaching? Some of it's on him too. Some of it's on him. There, there's certain times he's not perfect. We all know it because we watch the film. We know he knows he's got to be better. He knows yeah. that he misses reads here and there. Like there's certain things I get it, but to me. Good coaching helps with all of that. And also having players around that can you can go make plays. So talking to an NFL scout that I know that has been in the game for a long time. Had a, had, I mean, he, he has been a part of some, some really amazing drafts and big, yeah. been a big part of that. He told me, man, I could win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields. And when he told me that I was in the car driving from my house to work to WG and I was like, whoa, he's like, yeah, he wasn't handled right. And I was like, OK, that's how I feel. Then he went back on the flip side and he said, watching Caleb's film is like watching Mahomes film coming out of Texas Tech, but just not as reckless. And he goes, so, Jay, you can see on both sides, like the things that Justin does that nobody else can do to the potential of what Caleb could be. He's like, yo, it's a, a it's a tough decision. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, what do people normally want in this job? We want job security. And job security for Ryan Poles would be to draft another quarterback to extend his clock mm -hmm. here in Chicago. But the one thing that we have seen throughout this process of Ryan Poles has been he loves draft picks, man. He loves stacking picks. And with that number one overall pick, if you can get a haul, 
man, you're talking about building something a lot faster here in Chicago than just uh, using that number one overall pick for for a quarterback. I mean, that's spot on. And I think that's kind of like the conundrum as Bears fans we're at right now, because it's like you see these two doors and you can see both of them working out. Right. Because, I mean, I think we'd all be ecstatic if field stayed and we get a haul like we got for DJ Moore, but plus more. Right. I mean, like, come on, that was amazing. We all remember when that trade even happened, the news dropped, right? And look how that turned out from the player that we got back, the best player on our team, right? Yeah. So getting something like that equivalent plus more, yeah, sign me up. But then on the other end, man, I'm no, again, I'm no draft analyst, but you look you look at some of Caleb's tape and you're just like, wow, that's, that's it's pretty special. enticing. Like, it yeah, is. It's, it's pretty special. So, But Fick, let me tell you this, though. This is the issue that I have. My issue stems from a tweet that I put out. It was, it was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it come, it, it, it all goes back to to developing quarterbacks. Like mm -hmm. I don't. It's if 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 they go that route, if they go the route of selecting a quarterback, and then forcing this quarterback to play regardless if he wants to or not. But like right away, it's what we've done throughout the history of this organization. And in some, at some point, we we gotta we gotta like get past that, and we gotta find a way to be able to grow and nurture and develop the quarterback position because it's the position that we all are like starving for in this city and as Bears fans. Oh my god! But we but we haven't handled the position right. We haven't, and so it's like the way it almost a. And I'm not saying I don't know what. Listen. We we we've all seen <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, right? We all see we've all seen Mitch. But when Mitch got here, that was the hope. Ryan Pace was like, "Yo, we're gonna get Glennon. Hopefully, Glennon yeah. can be like and let let Mitch chill a little bit." But Glennon was awful, <laughs> so they had to push yeah, Mitch in, and Mitch wasn't ready. And I'm not saying that he would have been ready even if he got time, but what he I knew he needed was time to develop. And his 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 development came on the football field where the one thing that I've always known and always heard is that Mitch was when it came to the X's and O's on the board, he was sound. Sound, like knew exactly. Like you want him to get him up on the whiteboard. You remember what Gruden used to do? The QB mm -hmm. get him up on the board tell you exactly what to do but it couldn't translate onto the football field because things just move too fast it's like oh gosh what so it, that was always a big issue now i don't know if that would have helped over time but I, that was another issue where you had you you went up and you moved up to get a guy who we all could look back on now and say eh, come on man <laughs> what, would you, what was you what was you thinking not knowing that mahomes was going to be mahomes yeah. But we knew what we, I mean, we kind of knew what Deshaun Watson, Watson. was, yeah. right? Right, right? We knew what he was. What a championship. Yeah, just by watching the national, all you had to do was turn on national championship games. Like, that's all you need yep. to see. Dude balled out. But the fact is that Mitch was, was never ready and it, he never got a chance. And as things sped up and pressure comes on, it just it didn't work out. I don't want to see that happen again if we're going to draft another quarterback that high and not give them an opportunity to develop and 
I'll say this. I'm going to say it because I've been saying it, and I want everybody to hear me say it. We got to draft quarterbacks every year. Yes. I'm not. They don't. They don't have to be in the first round. But I'm not talking late. about guys that fit your system. Take a swing. Fit your system. Draft it, it, third round, fourth round, second round. Like there's a dude. I'm telling you, looking at what the Patriots did during out that run with Tom Brady, they had who people call the goat, and they were still drafting quarterbacks. And what did they do with those quarterbacks? Because at some point they're going out to play. They were flipping them. They were flipping them like yo. And I think yep. that's what made me so excited about uh, seeing Tyson Bajan. It wasn't that like, oh, this dude's going to be the dude. They found yeah. the dude that they liked for their system. And he was able to come in and play games and win games for you as well. And so that's what I want to see moving forward because we got to address and the Bears have to address the quarterback position differently moving forward if we're, if we're all going to you know, be full in our bellies and stop starving for, oh, man, we need another quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm afraid that we're going to – on the other end, right, is that we have another Mitch situation where it's like, oh, wow, Patrick Mahomes was, was right there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and But this one is a little bit bigger because it's like everyone knows this is the number one pick. We have the number one pick. So if we pass on it, it's really like, like you have to be certain Dude. And I want Fields to be our quarterback, but like I can definitely understand the pressure of that decision because you are passing up. I know they throw this term around every year, generational. But at least you look at the tape; the guy looks good, right? So we, we, we don't we, we have no clue. We, we literally we know no by the film. Pick they they he he looks amazing, but it's all yeah. it's like I'm gonna be in Vegas next week for the Super Bowl. It's like it playing craps we don't know mm -hmm. but bro you it's gonna be hard because either way for bears fans it's either justin who if he's not here all i'm gonna do is is just pray that he, wherever he goes he has success and let's say yeah. he goes somewhere and he balls out we're gonna be like dang man dude's balling out man what, what's going on Absolutely. here or if you pass up on caleb the next thing you know is like oh, dude yep enough as Khaled would say, another one, <laughs> another one. <laughs> Come on, man! Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't be in this position. But I also think that it comes down to um, having having some patience as well. And Poles is doing what he needs to do. Has he been perfect? No, he has not been perfect. Um, but we all know that when it comes down to it, he's. He's done, he's done some good things. And you look at some of the young talent that's on this squad and it gives you hope for, for the future. And hopefully they can keep building this thing to, you know, to something that we all look at and say that, Oh man, like it's because if you're not building to win a championship, like I'm not here to just go to playoffs. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not here for all that. Like we shouldn't be just thinking about that. We, we, it's the Chicago Bears, man. It's yeah. the Chicago Bears. Like, see this dude? You see this dude right here? You see? Heck you yeah. See this dude? Yes, sir. Yes. Yo, man. He laid it, dude, he laid his life on the line for this game and for this organization. Yeah. Like all the guys that, that that were in that around that 85 squad, man, they all did. Like, we're talking about a founding franchise. 
we, we should always be in that conversation of being good. I, yeah. I don't want to hear it. We always should be in that conversation. So moving forward, that should be the mindset. That should be what our goal is. And I just, I want to, I've always been too overhyped and haven't stepped back a little bit and let the process play itself out sometimes because we all know, man, after every season, after every season, we're all like, oh, dude, man, for real? Like, oh, man, only three wins? Oh, man, seven wins? Okay, that's a little bit better. But we always <laughs> are like, man, we want more. It's hard to be patient when, when you want something so bad. But also you got to it sometimes, man, things that are great, they take time. And I think in this day and age that we live in where everything is instant, we want things to be turned around. And in the NFL, you can do that in uh, like two drafts. You could turn things around really quick, but also giving the people time like polls an opportunity to figure this thing out before I start going crazy and getting on his back. and like, oh, polls needs to do this. No, like, listen, if it doesn't work out, we'll all see it. It, the records will the record will show if it's going to work out. That's for every person. That's Fluce. That's that's the coaching staff. That's polls. And then if that's the case, then we're gonna have to redo this whole thing all over again and start from scratch. But as of right now, I want to give polls some time to be able to create what he's trying to create because there are a lot of things that I do like. Yeah, Jared, I think you nailed it. I, both Dave and I have been preaching this for a while now. We're both in the camp of like. We trust Poles and what he's done. He's brought in a lot of great talent. Like you talked about with the picks, he really yeah. values his trades and what he can get back, get more lottery tickets to scratch off, right? So whatever way he goes, obviously we may be disappointed a little bit because we enjoy the players, particularly fields. But like we have trust because he's coming here and re stripped this team completely down to its bones and built it, I think, in the right way and not rushing it. And like you said, we have to have patience, which is hard for a fan base that's yes. been starred for so long, being told like, hey, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. I promise. I promise. So I'm, I'm not I'm not letting polls off the hook on one thing, though. Oh, one I'm sure thing, I can guess it. I'm one sure thing it. that I'm not letting him off the hook because, dude, he's got to get this right. He is a former offensive line man. If there is any position on this squad that needs to be fixed the way that it needs to be fixed. It needs to, he's got to get this old line. Like he's got to get it right. He has to. And for a guy that knows the position I'm on, this is this, this off season, I'm, I'm putting it on him to get this offensive line, right? Cause no matter what happens. And I preach this all the time as well. You ain't winning no championship unless you can dominate on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, both sides, yep, you're not right. winning nothing. You're not winning. No, you're not going to the plate, not having long playoff runs. You're not hoisting a Lombardi trophy. You're not doing none of that. If you cannot dominate on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And so him, dude, Cunningham, all dude, these are offensive linemen. I'm putting the fires underneath their feet when it comes to this offensive line. It, it's got to be right. And they got to figure out a way to correct it. Get these positions. You're not a that center position is key. You, yeah. you can't keep having the issues there. And they got to sure up this offensive line before we can even really talk about. Because to me, no matter who's underneath center, it's still an issue. 
And not saying that over time there was lapses. There were times throughout the season where the offensive line wasn't the issue, but then there was times where it was the issue. Look at Detroit. Look what Detroit does on offense. They dominate. They started that game against the 49ers like, dog, we are going to run it at you in this first yep. half. And guess what? You cannot stop it. Like, Good. we are coming for you. We, we got our foot on your necks. What are you going to do? I want that to be the case for who the Bears are because we've seen where they've ranked at, in the last two years when it comes to running the football, and a lot of that has been because of Justin Fields. Yep. But still, that's their identity. That's who they are. Run the football, make them put eight or nine men in the box, and then you go. You have DJ Moore, and if you can add another wide receiver or another, I don't know if it's another, a tight end, whatever it is, now, now you're playing with house money. And I think that's got to be the identity. Stop running away from it. Because guess what? Where we are right now, look at the teams. Look at the teams that are playing right now. That's the, last, the final four. Yep. All right. Final four. Mahomes was sacked one time this whole yeah. postseason. But so. they all can, Dave, they all can run the football. Yeah. Hence, the, hence the reason, hence the reason why we we're all trying to figure out as I'm sitting at home watching. Baltimore and KC. I'm like, but they didn't run what six y- times. What, what y'all doing? Y'all, Top five running team. What are you guys doing? Detroit was running the football. The, we know yep. what the 49ers can do with that dude, Christian CMC. McCaffrey. That dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you guys right now. If my pops was alive, <laughs> bruh, he would be like, he's one of them dudes. My yep. pops would be like, and my pops didn't talk about – he talked about Barry, talked about Gail Sayers, talked about Jim Brown, talked about Emmett Smith. But other than that, he didn't talk about a lot of other people. I'm telling you, he would say that dude, that, that dude Christian McCaffrey is. But all these teams can run and don't shy away from it. And we all see how they devalue the running back position. But when it comes down to it, the teams that are playing for the Lombardi Trophy every single year – when you get to the last two are teams that can run the football. So don't shy away from it. Even though we're in this past happy league, I get that. Jared, I think you said something that just brought joy to my heart. Cause I come on the show week after week, week after week. And I say trenches, 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 people come in the comments like, Oh, we need skill positions. This now I'm like, no, if we don't build from the inside first, we are not going to be successful. Right. So I'm with you on that. Like, and I don't know how you feel about, uh, I know we talked about polls, you know, being a former lineman and some of the guys he's brought in here. Like, I think he hit with Darnell. I think finding Braxton Jones in the fifth pretty, I mean, I think he's instilled some confidence. Obviously there's still some things he needs to put together, but I I do feel confident that at least on the offensive side of the ball, that maybe he'll be able to build that solid line and we can continue running the ball like we do. He's got to, man. He, he, you have to. If you don't, if you don't do that, it's. I mean, it don't matter who who's underneath center. There's always right. going to be these issues, and you can't keep yeah. having these issues, man. Like it, it, that has to be. You watch these teams, man. They the teams that dominate line of scrimmage win games, and at some point in the game, we all know, especially if you put if you got money on games like coming down, you need like, you need like. 15 yards from a wide receiver 
It's under two minutes, and you know, like they what are they gonna do? They're gonna run the football. Yeah, run. Yeah. We're gonna make you use your timeouts. We're gonna make you use your timeouts. Like it's such a big part of the game, and we sometimes yeah. forget about it. And so not just being the resident um running back here on this show, but it's such a big part of the game. But we see everybody, the aerial attack is what everybody wants to see. And I just I, I feel like, nah, man, let's go back to old school and run the football in old school yeah. smash mouth and let's figure it out. And just think about it. Take take Justin Fields, take him out of Chicago, take him, send him down to Georgia and put him in an Atlanta Falcons jersey and think about the offensive weapons they have there and what yeah. they could do in the RPO system. That's dangerous right there. He's going to go crazy. That's that's like um that's like the president having the uh the, the what is that little the box with the key codes and all that <laughs> yeah yeah, nuclear codes. yeah the <laughs> nuclear codes yeah the foot they call it the football yeah they call it the football there's that dude that carry he there's a one dude that carries the case it's just he just yeah. walking with the press everywhere he goes like let me yep. see those that's what it will be but don't shy away from it now they're on the flip side let's be honest here. Quarterbacks have to be able to play within the pocket to win, too, as well. You have to. You have to have it. That's why it has to be a balance of run and pass, but also what your quarterback does and how he manages inside that pocket and throwing inside that pocket. So you have to have that. And at some point, I think the my biggest concern with fields moving forward is with all the running that he does do, or if that's what you're going to base this offense around, which I don't see, I, I, I just Shane Waldron doing, I'm seeing his numbers of pass to run. But I, if you're going to do that, how long can Justin Fields last? That's what scares me the most because we've already seen the injuries creep in over the last two seasons of like, you just get beat up and, I go back to 2019 when I was in Miami Super Bowl and I was talking to, to Cam Newton. And it was the first time that I ever saw Cam like in person. And if you guys have ever seen him in person, like he's one of the biggest human beings for, for a quarterback, like for a QB, like I'm looking at this dude, like, holy cow. Like, and I asked him, I said, Cam, man, tell me, like, what was it like, you know, running the football? As much as you did, he said, Jay, man, I'm telling you, every single year, it got harder and harder. My body, it just took a toll on my body. And he's like, it was harder to get going. It was harder, it, like the speed diminished and all that stuff because it's so, it takes such a toll on your body. And so um, either you got to you gotta find a way. And what I, I'm going to give Justin a lot of credit of being better at taking care of himself. But as if all you have to do is go to Dave's uh, X account throughout the season, and you just look at the videos of the cheap shots that he's taking. It's so not many. on yeah. him. Did you say that again? No, Siri. I'm talking. I'm talking, man. <laughs> Siri always trying to mess up Bears combo. But right, he he was trying to take care of himself. But, yeah. You know what happened was is you know the league and these these refs didn't want to show him no love, and so. It's those hits over time that scare me for Justin moving forward. If I have any concerns, I, I believe in my heart with the right coaching, he can get to what this team needs him to be. But the injuries definitely scare me. Yeah, I think that's fair.
And just like no. Cam, he didn't get calls either because Cam would get folded in half. And Dude, never Cam, play, you know? Cam was different. I just saw right before I came on, I saw um, <laughs> hey, Mark said, Surrey saying she creeping. Always. <laughs> Always. Yep. I'm like, yo. Like, Collecting all those thoughts. Yeah. Like, what you, what you doing? Next, she's going to be she's gonna be like, come Calling Ryan Poles. I'm like, no, no, no. Please, no. No. Hey, uh, I, it, and I've always, I've, you know, I, lo I love this organization with my heart. Um, this balance of being on this side of, of the ball now, right? Where, you know, the family ties and also, you know, the family legacy and my pops and what he left to my relationship with the McCaskies. Um, man, I love this team. And I just want to see them get to where we all want to see them get to. And, you know, with my my son growing up, I, he he's like, Dad, it's been a long time since they won a Super Bowl. He's 11. He's like, Dad, 85? And I'm like, yeah, bro, it's a long time. Like, think about it. Think about yeah. all the stuff. Surrey's been invented since the Bears have won a Super Bowl, bro. Yeah. Jared, neither Dave or I are old enough since the last Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Oh, we haven't seen. No. We got at least we got to witness 06, which was that was great. awesome. You know, there's that was fantastic. The yeah, end result was wasn't lit. so much, but oh. but we have not seen oh a Super Bowl come through Chicago. Fick, I got Fick, I gotta tell you something, bro. I gotta tell both of you guys this funny story about 06. 06, I'm in Miami, and the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award it was not where it is right now. So it wasn't like on the field. Um like on the field presentation. We just like went to the game, but I didn't go to the game because it was raining. So I was like, I ain't going to the game. So I was like, I'm going to watch it with my boy, Bryant McKinney, who was drafted by the, uh, by the Minnesota Vikings first round. My boy, man, big, tall, big Mac, big Mac's like, yo, we're going to go watch the game with some peeps. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. And I've had a, you guys don't, you probably too young. I had a sidekick T-Mobile sidekick. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember boy. those commercials. I remember those. Yes, sir. I ran it. We ran into this place that was down on South Beach to watch the game. And I get in there and it's Irv Gotti and Ja Rule. Wow. And they're and they're watching the game cheering for the Colts. And I, I got this Bears jacket on and I'm like talking trash. So every time the Colts are doing something, he's getting up. And then I get up and I start going up. Dude, it got really, really heated. And I definitely, I mean. You know, I ain't want to have to flex on Ja Rule or nothing. Oh, okay. I was going to walk up to him and be like, who would I be without you? You know? But they got the last laugh. So I always think about that. Like, I want to get back to that that moment again. And yeah, it's there. It's there. We just, it's just going to take some hard work. It's going to take some time. That's crazy. No. You just pull up mur half a murder inks there. Like, that's, yeah, like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Uh, well, hey, Jero, we appreciate you taking time to talk with us, man. We, we kept you way too long. We know you're a busy guy. I have one last question. Well, maybe two. Can you just tell us a little bit about um, Be Great University? I've seen it. You've tweeted about it. <laughs> I, I told you I was going to ask you about it. So just yeah. tell us. I know it hasn't started quite yet, but just give us a little insight, man. Yeah. So, you know, everybody, you know, Be Great is kind of what I've always, you know, kind of talked about. And it's right. a, a hashtag that I've not only just used on on social but also have you know created a business out of it you know what i mean and going around speaking corporate events and all that stuff and my idea was to create almost like a a school atmosphere 
where people have an opportunity to be able to tap in to learn about just good things that are going on, motivate people, motivate each other, where we all hold each other accountable. And I was going to do it by like semesters. And that's what I'm going to start. I'm going to, my goal is to do it after the Super Bowl because time will be, I'll have a little bit more time. But every single month, there's going to be a new lesson of something that you can live by by that month. And, and, and I want to be here to motivate people. I also want to be here to, to help people as well. So yeah, it's just about growing, exploring a little bit more about yourself, learning about yourself, uh, testing yourself a little bit, but spreading that sweetness spirit that my dad was all about. And it is, it's about giving back in service. It's doing stuff for other people and motivating other people. And so, yeah, I see it all the time when I post stuff late at night about just telling people like, yo, like, yeah, I, yeah, just keep moving, like keep doing, don't give up. And so many yeah. people respond like, yo, I needed that. And that's, that's my goal is to, to push people to understand that, man, you got greatness inside of you. You just got to you know work a little bit harder sometimes. So hopefully we'll drop the videos coming after the Super Bowl and yeah. then we'll get an opportunity for people to chime in. I want to create a community though. That's the goal, a community where people are there for each other, but also to, um, lessons that people can like live by on a daily basis and and have that motivation throughout the month and keep it going throughout the year. So that's be great university. Be great you on uh, on on Twitter or X or whatever you call it. You can find it on <laughs> on my uh on on my X account. So listen, you two keep doing what you're doing. You y'all be um you guys be cracking me up sometimes, man. You guys <laughs> kept it really, good way, hey, we'd be wild sometimes. <laughs> you, hey, y'all kept it really PG today. Hey, Vic, you, Vic, you be going hard, bro. You be going uh, yeah, hard. I, say, I be wild sometimes. I be wild you sometimes. Be, you get wild sometimes, but it's you know a, a fun fact. My mom watches every show too, and afterwards she texts me like, "Did you need to say that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that mom." So that's what it's like. My mom does the exact same thing when she watches GN Sports every single night. She's like, "Dude." Why are you getting so hyped? I'm like, because, man, it's like, this is Ashley. who I am. But you guys are doing something that's really, really cool. And I'm hoping that you, I know it's your passion. I know you guys like football. I know you love yeah. the Bears. But keep doing what you're doing, man, and keep growing. Like, you got it. You guys are you guys are growing. You guys got a good vibe together. And that's what's cool to be able to watch on the outside looking in. So um, just know, like, if you need me and I'm available, Man, I'm here for you, right? Thank you, Jay, man. Appreciate that so much, man. It's cool. Um, if you ever need anything likewise, uh, and I'll, I'll try to keep Ficky in check a little bit more. It's, it's tough to <laughs> he do. He tries. I mean, he Ficky tries. He be I'm going really crazy, <laughs> dude. He be going crazy. Oh, I saw, man. I got to bring up, I'm going to find the video from somewhere where you was going off on something. And Dave's just sitting there, and I was like, bro, <laughs> he is heated right now. Like. Yeah, like somebody just took the last uh Twix, the left-handed Twix, and like he is upset. But yeah. hey, yeah, passion is passion is everything, man. And, and it comes out and it shows how much you guys actually love this. And yeah. Dave, man, I know you know, man, I've been following you for a minute, so I know how you get down. Man, you be on it, man. You be you be yeah. on it. I see, dude, you know me. I'm I, I'm gonna say this because I I believe it. I'm an OG in all this, man. I'm 43. I'm one of the, one yeah. on the older side, but I've been doing this for a minute, so I'm seeing all you young cats coming up, and yeah, it gives me hope of like, yo, this 
this is this is the next generation. Y'all are hold y'all are gonna hold it down. And it's cool because we we can get our information from anywhere now. Like anywhere. Yeah. We can go on and like, but you guys are creating something in the community, man, where it's like it gives you an opportunity to have a voice and you guys are using it to your fullest potential. So hats off to you guys for creating what you've created. Keep going, do not stop and don't get comfortable. Do not get comfortable. Keep going. Like, take this thing to a whole new level. Like, I don't know if you've done it already, but I'm throwing ideas. Mm -hmm. Don't just be in two different places. Grow the yeah. brand. Go to a bar and do it live. Videotape yep, yep, yep. it there. Like, we're trying to do yeah. the trying to do. We're the thinking draft. the draft. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. like, take it to the next level. Like, yeah, and, and and let people know because that's what I mean. You, just looking at the comments, man, you guys got a lot of faith, faithful followers that love this. Make sure you're giving them more and more because they're searching for more, and you don't want them to go nowhere else. Nah, nope. Yeah. You, you, want right to, you want them to stay <laughs> with you, boy. Yep. Yeah, yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, listen, hey, I appreciate you guys. Uh, if anybody's watching, they're in Chicago. GN Sports tonight, 10.30 on WGN. Um, yo, Scott, yes, I'm personal hype man. Always. <laughs> Everywhere I go. I feel like we just got uh, the first uh, session of Be Great University. I feel yes, like sir, that was We love that. Bro, Perfect. Like, before, you, before you go, though, one, yeah. one last question we asked all our guests. I just want to make yeah. sure we can get this before you go. Yeah. Besides your father, favorite bear yes. of all time. Oh, favorite bear of all time, other than my pops. Man, there's so many good ones. Um, the personal connection with Devin Hester. Um, probably he's, man, I had a chance to play with him at the University of Miami. Yeah. I saw it from jump, what he was all about. I watched him grind. I watched him being moved around from running back to wide receiver to DB to what he was so great at is punt and kickoff returns. I was on a kickoff return against Florida when he took one back to the crib. I've never heard a human being sound like a jet running past me. Like, shoom, you know, like that. Shoom. I've never heard something like that. And when I saw him run past me, I was like, this dude is different. See what he did at the NFL level and how he changed. He changed the game. Changed. Like, he tweaked the game a little bit. And, like, a lot of people can't say they tweaked the game. He tweaked it a little bit. And to me, to see what he was doing in that 2-3, man, was, man, something that I, we'll, never, we'll never see it again. Like, we'll never see it again. And that's nope. the reason why he's – he to me, he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. And um, you know, the special I did with him uh, a couple of weeks ago, it just aired just last Saturday, Legends yeah. of the Big Game. It was cool to hear him talk about like how much it actually means to him. And dudes, he's got a he's got one of the maroon jackets, the top 100. Mm -hmm. I got one of those sitting for my dad in my closet. Yeah. Like I have it, I know. The other dudes that have that jacket, he has one of them. He better be in the Hall of Fame. When I'm in, Absolutely. when I'm when I'm in Vegas on Thursday night for the NFL Honors, after I'm done handing out the Man of the Year award, his name better pop up. Because if it doesn't, 
We take into the streets. I'm telling you right I'm now. You. I'm right there with you. We so take it. We take it. That's we take it to the Dave, streets. That's David's um, nice favorite and, player and, too. And, hey, Buckus too. But I. But yeah. the thing about Buckus was, as great as he was, I didn't get a chance to watch him play growing up. He that was before my time. He is an all time great. But what Hester did, I actually got to see with my own two eyes. Man, it was. He said it. Devin said it. Like most most of the time, people would get up to go to the bathroom during kickoffs and punts. But when he was going, they said they would sit and wait. And some people go in their pants trying to hold it just to watch him. Like that's that's the greatest soundbite I will ever get in this business ever in my entire life. You will never I will never hear anything like it ever again. Hence the reason why, man, when it comes to returns, turn man, he's the goat. Absolutely. No one's coming close at all. Once he passed Dion too, I mean, I already had him above Dion, but once that Soldier Boy came on, cranked that, I was yeah, like, it, was, it was game <laughs> hey, over. That was game <laughs> over. All right, boys. Thank you for hopping. Hey, on. Really appreciate JP. Thank and you so much, Jared. No problem, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Bear down. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, JP. Appreciate See you, JP. You. Man, he was great. No, no, sorry, absolutely. There's my mom commenting. Say, I came out the womb emotional. What was it? I came out the womb passionate and emotional. So thanks, mom. Love you. No, I mean, you have to be when it comes to when it comes to the Bears and and what we you know, the, our podcasts and, and talking about, you know, football, it, it's a passion of ours. So it comes out, especially doing those, you know, same day, you know, live reactions. It's like live. It's raw emotions. Obviously, if you take a, a day or two, you're able to calm down, you know, for the most yeah, part. Logic but kicks in <laughs> before we hop into that. First of all, Jarrett Payton, if you don't know him, check him out on Twitter. Uh, you can see why he's such an amazing, um, not just resource, but just the fact that he is just with the Bears. Obviously, you know, his father, but just being um, a part of this organization and how much he loves the team. It's just, it's a, a unique and an awesome perspective to see that we don't, you don't always get to see that side of him. So mm-hmm. shout out to him. But Biggie, man, what, what do you think? I love it, bro. I swear, we get the best guests, and Jared might be the best of the best because he's so down to earth and just yeah. gives his opinions. And I, I, I love. Maybe this is just the ego in me, but when me and you have conversations and we give our thoughts and opinions, and then people who I would say have more experience and more knowledge come on, yeah. and then kind of like they align, and you're like, oh, okay, so I'm not crazy, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. But it also helps when you know they have a. The great personality like Jared does and just so much information too. like he's like he said I know he thinks he's old being 43 I still young at heart but he is an OG when it comes to the bear space like he has been yeah. tied with them ever since he was a kid because obviously his dad Hall of Famer one of the best bears to ever play if not the best so you know it's just good to have people like that come on give their perspective and then also you know shine light on different areas that we don't get visibility to you know what I mean like I was waiting for that series to accidentally call Ryan Poles, and then we can, you know, tap in and see what's really going on in the mind. So, it's stuff like that is always it's always fun. But how about you? How'd you feel about that? Up oh, mute. There it is. We got him, boys. I think the I said hey. over under for this episode oh. is one and a half. One and a half. Week. Let's see. Yeah, so, <laughs> so if you're new here, I mute myself constantly on the pod. I do it probably twice a show, but the over under this week was one and a half. I'm. Right now, I got to ride for the guys who, you know, okay. bet under. But for Jarrett, for me, I followed him. I've interacted with him, you know, 
for a while now. And he's just been one that I've always looked up to. I'm really excited about his be great university, whatever he does, whatever he touches is successful. Um, and that's just the type of guy he is. But as far as just bears knowledge, I saw a comment up there that said, you know, of course, you know, he's Walter's son. And that's, that's to a T like he knows this Bears organization from up and down. He expects one of my favorite things they talked about was how we are Chicago. We are the bears. We need to have higher expectations, you know, and we keep saying that every year, but it's like a mindset where it's like, you can kind of get into um, a a rut or kind of almost, you know, seven wins this, this year. I was like, okay, you know, but that's, that's not who we are. That's not what we should be. That's not how our expectations should, you know, should be. It should be what the chiefs are doing as far as, you know, what the Patriots did having those type of aspirations. Obviously it's really hard to do in the NFL, Winning consistently is tough. We get Ooh, that. Tough. Bears, we, we know. But for me to always have our expectations um, higher, uh, especially with, you know, the Caleb and Justin talk, wherever they go, Jarrett said it best, you know, he's going to be here. He's going to be excited. He's going to be hyped. But he's also going to cheer for Justin if he is in Atlanta or wherever he might end up. So for me overall, I'm not going to rank the guests, but, man, Jarrett's up there. <laughs> you know what you want to do there, dude. I can't – you know, Kyle Long, we got, you know, Kyle Brett, we got a bunch we have a of lot guys of great that guests. are just – We have a lot you know, of great guests. Yeah, so for me, but Jarrett is obviously – I knew he would be he would be awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, this is a great time to go hit the like button on YouTube if you want to support the pod. Um, it's a free way to do it. It really does help, uh, you know, grow the – Grow the channel. Um, subscribe if you enjoyed it. We have a lot of great guests coming up. It's the off season. Jarrett kind of said after the Super Bowl, you kind of just everything kind of dies down a little bit. Everyone's going twenty four, you know, one hundred miles per hour. Um, and right now with the the Super Bowl, you know, ending, we're going to have a lot of pro- great prospects on the show coming up. Uh, Kyle Long will be on here in a couple weeks, hopefully. And um, like I said, it's just going to be an exciting off season, not just because of the draft, but just because of content too. So if you want to stick around, go ahead and hit the like button, subscribe. Apple Spotify listeners, you know, shout out to you guys as well. Uh, also, rate the pod. Yep. Oh, go ahead, Pick. Yep. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say also oh, make no, sure man. Jared a follow. Like, I think. Oh, coming, absolutely. Just the, him oh. as a human, like, just, you know, Walter Payton Man of the Year, right? It's named, the Payton name has a, a, a you know, it's dignified in the way of how they interact as humans. And it's good to see that his son also carries a lot of those same values and characteristics. I I'm so excited for the, the be great university. And, you know, I just think he's a, you know, a great human and, you know, for what he does on the field and off the field when it comes to like bears media and whatnot. So please everybody give him a follow on X. He's uh, at Peyton. Son. Yeah. No, I think you said it perfect. You know, JP is, it, it, there's not a lot of people like him as far as just the human aspect, you know, and I, I'm not, we're not trying to gas him up or anything like that, but seriously, he, he is an amazing individual. Uh, I want to go ahead and highlight obviously his Twitter, but this is his be great university account. I think it's on Instagram as well um, and everything like that. But if you are interested, you saw him hype us up, which I mean, that felt great. That you was know? great. I know. Uh, I was that like, was well, awesome. Me yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's trying to sell us the, the, the be great <laughs> university, but like, obviously you could see he's in a great, uh, speaker, you know, keynote. Um, you, you understand that, but here is the the X Twitter. I always get confused with that, but this is the site. This is where you can kind of check it out. Uh, first semester start in February, so keep an eye out on that. But go ahead and just give him a follow. We'll have all of his stuff in the link as well uh, for the video. Um, but all in all, awesome, awesome, you know, conversation with him. Um, any other? Any other, you know, before we get to our questions, if you guys have any questions, we're going to end this show. I know we were going about an hour here, but if you have any questions for us, go ahead and throw them in the chat. We'll have Jack 
Shout out to Jack, who's our uh, producer. He'll go ahead and highlight them, and we'll go ahead and answer any. I'm not sure if we have any starred from yeah, earlier. Yeah, we, we, have, we have three. We have three. three. question is, do you want to uh, talk about the new hire and then end on questions, or do you want to go to questions? Yeah. No, let's, let's well, we stop. Go ahead. No, let's say the two new hires, technically, because we did get a, a, a wide yeah. receiver coach today as well. Absolutely. So, so we got um, – I guess we'll go ahead and start with Eric Washington um, before we get to the questions. So – Go ahead and throw them in. We'll have Jack go ahead and star them, and then we'll get to them. But we have Eric Washington. Um, he was hired, what, a couple days ago? Uh, yeah. Is that right? right? Earlier in the week. Yeah, earlier in the week. So, Vicky, first of all, initial thoughts. I have mine. I, wanna, I want you to go first. I wrote an article, again, on, on sportsmocker.com about it. it I had three, uh, three key points, three key takeaways. So, first of all, if you just want to kind of give us some nuggets from you, and then I'll go ahead and elaborate, of course, on kind of what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, so – I think the first thing, and I think we've kind of been seeing this as a trend with a lot of the coaching hires, is mm -hmm. experience and development. And what I mean by that is, a lot of these coaches that have been hired, obviously they've had a long, like a lot of them have had a a, a pretty long shot. I mean, Shane Waldron, the experience was like in calling plays. So like the roles they're going for, they've been experienced or at least overqualified for that role. So we look at Eric Washington, right? He has he, first. He was at the Panthers for like six, seven years, which shows that like you're you're a good foundational piece to where they they want you to stay along for that long, right? Anytime a job keeps you that yeah. long, like I think you bring a lot of value to the team. The second thing you look at his growth development when he was on the Bills, he moved all his moved all the way up the chain to become Sean McDermott's uh, assistant head coach. That says a lot, right? He also has uh, DC play calling. Um, experience as well one year i think i was with the panthers now i know he won't be calling plays with us but overall and then also i talked about the development right he has worked and shown development with a lot of young d line right d linemen and i think that's very important as well because in this defense right <coughs> excuse me flus is calling the plays but flus is main position is linebackers right so i think it's good to also bring in someone whose expertise is something that it you know can balance fluce as well so we have a lot of young d linemen that have come in if the, if he can add more to help develop that d line like jared payton said jp said you know let's develop in the trenches let's win on the the line of scrimmage i think that's huge so i love that he's experienced i love that he has a uh a background with the defensive line and that he's had a, a good track record of building a effective defensive line no First of all, you nailed it. I want to give you credit there. Eric Washington, I, I'm, I'm in the similar vote. I love the experience factor. Um, would have been cool to have Bill Belichick. Just kidding. I, obviously, that's never that was never going <laughs> to happen. That would be crazy. But, demotion. I could never see that, but yeah. <laughs> can you imagine having – that would be such a crazy – That would be wild. Well, I, I guess Bill would be the head coach, right? <laughs> You'd um, have to be, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> greatest coach so, of all time. It's a demotion under Flues. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, it was uh, – Interesting news. So I had a couple different takeaways. So first of all, um, when it comes to <laughs> Sorry, Eric Washington, one. yes, one of my one. biggest takeaways, and you know, you may laugh, but there was reports about Joe Barrow or Joe Barry from Green Bay who was let go after they won a playoff game. You know, obviously Joe Barry was, you know, mixed reviews in Wisconsin up there. But for me, the fact that they interviewed him, one, if they were trying to gather intel, Jordan Love, whatever, all that, great. However, the fact that they even interviewed him, I was a little concerned. I'm just happy. One of my biggest key takeaways is that they did not hire another Packers guy. 
You know, we saw double agent. You know, we joke yeah, about it, Luke Getze. Imagine, imagine what kind of chaos if we would hire Joe Barry. Again, I think he's a great coach. I'm, I am joking here, a little satire. No, uh, no but, but no, but you're kind, you're kind of right. So, like, uh, like I said, my good friend here, he's a he's a Packers fan, and he talked uh-huh. about week after week, he'd be sending me texts, the group chat, being like, Joe Barry, Joe Barry, Joe Barry. If their defense was slightly better. They yeah. would have been a significantly better team, obviously. But yeah, I, it's funny because it's like it has to deal with someone we didn't hire. But you're right. I mean, the Bears have hired bad coaches before, and I think the overall sentiment of the coaches they that have hired, yeah, what? yeah, okay. huh? <laughs> who would have thought, right? <laughs> uh, hired plenty of them. Um, I think it's good that for once the interview did scare us. But it's like, oh, okay, you're not actually going with that. You picked a, a very quality, a high, a high character you know, great track record, uh, coach. So, yeah, um, absolutely. And then I want to, you touched on his experience. So Eric Washington, he, he actually was in Chicago about 14 years ago during his tenure. Um, he served as a defensive line coach actually when they won the division that year, reaching the Ch- NFC championship game in 2010. So over 26 years of coaching experience. Um, I just think that's almost that right there sold me. Um, just because first of all, Fluce, he's going to also, my biggest one here, my biggest key takeaway, uh, I guess I can say is Matt Eberflus will continue to call Love plays. It. So one of the biggest things you talked about, you know, Jack Sanborn, TJ Edwards after week 10 against the Carolina Panthers, that was Tyson Bajan. I think he started that game. One of their biggest things was they said how much they loved his aggressive play calling. So you pair his play calling that obviously turned around, um, the defense last year, obviously Montez Sweat, the multiplier that he was, plays a great role. For me, it's the play calling. And sure, it wasn't great. What he threw, um, there, there are a couple, you know, plays where it's like, ah, he threw some people in coverage, if I'm not mistaken, on like on, on oh, a couple we third threw, downs. Uh, we threw a defensive tackle, Billings. Yeah, the, yeah, Billings coverage. out there and, you know, playing, you know, <laughs> DB and stuff. To, yeah. yeah. But it's like those things, it's like, okay, learn from that. But overall, the – the, the body of work that what Flus did from when he took over with Alan Williams being, you know, uh, let go, how whatever, you know, craziness what happened there. But it's like, I think he did a great job. He proved it. And so the fact that he's going to continue to play calls or play uh, call plays, and then you have Eric Washington, who's just another voice, which I give credit to Flus, bringing in a guy like that is, is you know, it could be a pop, like he may not, if he had an ego, he could, you know, I got this. I'm going to bring in someone younger, whatever. No, he went for the best of the best. Um, when it comes to just overall experience, I liked what he did against the uh, with the Bills. Um, they ranked fourth in sacks last year. Um, so for me, it's like the Bears, they want to obviously get to the quarterback. Their defense overall last year improved. For me, this is just another notch, another step. This is why it's exciting for me looking to next year. I know we say that every year, but I'm like overall when you – depending which route they go, wherever they go, we talk about how successful they actually can be. They have an experienced coaching staff. Shane Waldron, now Eric Washington. You got Flus, who obviously you could, you know, you can, you can kind of be upset about it, them bringing him back and not going hardball, or whatever. But for me, it's like they have some guys, they know football, and 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 I'm excited, man. So, so overall, I really, really like the Eric Washington um, hire. So, ten out of ten for me. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Like, I think what they're, I would, I mean, we can only go off what we know, obviously, right? Uh-huh. But based off on paper, I think they're like three for three on their, their – I, I, I mean, I, let's put it this way. I haven't been displeased with any of their new hiring. So yeah. Shane Waldron, 
Uh, Kerry Joseph, the quarterback coach, he has a lot of great experience. Um, uh, Eric yeah. Washington, who they just got that we just discussed, and uh, was it Chris Beatty, the wide receiver coach, right? Who helped yeah. develop Tavon Austin, helped develop uh, Percy Harvin, uh, and then his time in uh, with Los Angeles Chargers with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, like th- that's a great track record. And you know what's actually really good? <laughs> we we look none of these coaches right have ties to Kansas City or ties to Flus, right? So this isn't yeah. like, oh, I'm bringing in my buddy I'm comfortable with, right? Like as JP said, like get uncomfortable, right? They went out and said, who's the best out there? Who has the experience, the track record where it shows that they do the right things? Let's get them in the building. And so far, right? And you know, time will tell, but overall on paper, it looks like they've hit the home run on all of them. They've gotten every guy yeah, you'd say I mean, at the top of the list for those positions. I mean, for those since, positions. Since Eric Washington's taken over, Fick, I tweeted this. You saw it. He has given up zero points. This defense is, you know, yeah, bro. <laughs> lead the league in turnovers, you know, created like uh, yeah, giving- <laughs> zero first downs, if I'm not mistaken, zero touchdowns as well. I mean, so, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to, I'm joking here, but like, we don't know how these yeah, guys yeah. are going to play out. Look at Luke Getze last year, where we thought heading into this year, he could be a head coaching candidate. That's how. That's how fast this league changes. So for me, it's like, sure, Eric Washington might not be great, but for me, it's like he's going to hopefully finish the season. You know, Alan Williams didn't do that. So, I mean, this is an upgrade. This is an upgrade. I think the Bears are they're being calculated. They're bringing some, you know, some, um, you know, adults. And I think it's just overall good, you know, as far as just where this direction of the team's going. And um, right now it's about the quarterback. I understand that. But there's a lot of other things, Vicky. We, oh, yeah. we talk about there's the so much to be excited about. Building through the trenches. I know you kind of got real excited about that when JP talked about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I was, and I agree. Excited. You have to. It, is it flashy? No, but like when, when you look the the Detroit Lions. I think Jared or Jay talked about it. It looks so that first half where they were just Bro. running down bang, 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 bang. their throats. Like it was. That's what and that's Bears football in a, in a nutshell as far as the run game goes. Great defense, historic defense, and a good, great running game. So our, our, obviously. I was going to say, yeah, every successful Bears season, and that's obviously the caveat is because we've also never had a great quarterback, but it's always <laughs> been a strong defense, a very strong defense, and a very yeah. strong running offense. So the good thing is, at least the Shane Waldron scheme with what Getzey had, it's not too far left of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not going to be a full total reset. relearn. Right? Reset, yeah. I guess is the better word there. Of that, and so we've been dominant on the rushing side. What for three years now? And obviously, Fields getting nearly a thousand yards in two of those seasons obviously helps. But I, I, I feel confident that with Poles knowledge of drafting and free agency of offensive linemen, and then also with the confidence of Flus getting the right guys in here on the D line as well, because like Montez, like by the end of the season, right? Billings got an extension because Billings played tremendous. Montez Sweat obviously balled out. First player to lead sacks on two teams in NFL history. Like, he was just a dog, all pro. And then we saw the growth of Javon Dexter through, like, the – if you look at, like, week 10 on, that man was really playing well. So, if they get a couple more guys on that line, right, another dominant rusher on the end, like – and then someone on the – you know, get some more pieces on the offensive line, you know, may not be as far far away – as what we think if we decide to go the trenches route. So yeah, like you said, Dave, it's going to be an exciting off season. 
again, we, a lot of this is projection, but there's we can only go off what we know, right? And the information provided to us. But at least if I was grading this offseason based off the moves that I've made so far, I'm like, we're I haven't been displeased to been like, huh? You know what I mean? I haven't had any moment where I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, other than the Joe Barry interview, that was the first time I was like, dog, like, come on. But I, you know, I think they're like, JP said they're bringing in the right guys. Let's build that culture where it's like, don't be comfortable. Let's be great. Let's get all those right guys in there. So, yeah. So you're probably wondering why I'm bringing up uh, Thomas Brown here. He was the Panthers uh, passing game coordinator. There is mm-hmm. uh, some breaking news just now. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll address it. Bears are hiring Thomas Brown on the screen, former oh. Panthers OC. He was the offensive coordinator. I know. First of all, I understand the Panthers offense was pretty bad. Bryce Young and everything. But he is being hired as the passing game coordinator. He worked previously with OC Shane Waldron uh, when they were with uh, the Rams, which is, I think, Jared Goff, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, so it was pretty great. good hire. He, I mean, I mean, he was on the list of like, I, you know, he he was a top candidate for not just us, a lot of other teams for their Steelers. OC positions. Steelers. Yep. So one of them. So again, on paper, this is all we know. On paper, this is a good hire. Shane Waldron brings in someone who has yeah. offensive coordinate. Uh, obviously he's called plays, right? So we talked about that experience, right? And he's previously worked with him in a successful offense in LA. So, I mean, I can't be mad about that. Yeah. Well, and Eric Lambert, who also writes for Sportsmark, he says, uh, first of all, he's an excellent running backs guy, which is great. I think the Bears, whoever they bring in, whether it's if they stick with Herbert, you know, maybe a rotation of guys or bring in more flashy, maybe like I've been kind of pounding the table for Saquon Barkley. But Overall, I think for the role, he's not an OC because that would have been who okay, that would have been crazy, you know, for him to be the OC, but to be a passing game coordinator with this coaching staff, I think overall this revamp, and we're talking about it. I, I love it, man. I think they're they're absolutely killing it. Um they're they're methodical. I don't know, it's just it doesn't seem very bears e. Um, you're gonna I, was, say, I, I, I was literally about to say it doesn't feel like the typical bears or the recent no. bears. You know, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. No, overall, man, I just it's a uh, we'll wait and see, but it's refreshing. Yeah, there you go. Um, but Brad Biggs was first on it. Bears hiring Thomas Brown uh for their passing game coordinator. Of course, uh ties with Shane Waldron. I think the Bears are in the right direction, but anywho. Let's go ahead and finish the show. First of all, we appreciate everyone sticking around. Um, show is presented by Sports Marker. You can see us every week. Off-season schedule, I think we touched base on it last week, but we're going to have an episode every single week uh, through the off-season. So we'll be here. Content will be pumping out. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, that, those accounts are really popping off. Of course, our Twitter, um, I guess I can bring it up, um, is uh, BFR underscore pod. I think that's all our socials. Is that correct, Ficky? Uh, I think so, except YouTube. It's like BFR pod underscore, but they're on YouTube. So yeah. Either way, BFR podcast, all socials, you'll find us. Um you'll our find Twitter's us. right yeah. here. Um TikTok, Instagram, leave uh show some love over there if you if you want to uh see the clips on on that platform. So but if we have our questions, if you guys are cool with it, let's go ahead and get to it. Yeah, let's throw those up there, Jack. Okay, so here's the first one from Axe. Oh, also, because okay. this just remind me uh Real quick, if you are an OG of the show and you've been yeah. watching forever, go ahead and throw an OG in the chat. We'll give you a quick shout out before the end of the show. And then also, if this is your first time, which I did see some first time first timers in here. Go ahead and give a hashtag new face gang and we will give you a shout out as well. 
And here's one of our OGs who's in there all the time, Axe, with a great question. If you trade fields, do you bring a QB to start in front of Caleb Williams or is he your starter? So in essence, do you go the route of Patrick Mahomes, right? Like have him sit for a year. Jordan Love, obviously, maybe not four years because we don't have an Aaron Rodgers in front of him. Or do we throw him to the fire like Bryce Young? Hmm. I would hmm. – I don't know. because Such a cop-out answer because whatever way we do hasn't worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So and, and Jared talked about it. Like we don't know how to do the quarterback right. So I don't know if starting him – like with Fields, I wish he would have started right away. Like how we did it was wrong. But maybe someone like Mitch <laughs> needs to sit a year. You know what I mean? I, I have no idea. So – well. <sighs> That's a loaded question. Um, Great question. With Caleb, I'll, I'll say this. If you, bring in, if you bring in Caleb, he better start. He better start. That's how I feel. One more. Don't bring in, don't bring in uh, Andy Dalton ass. Don't bring me in. Don't you dare. And I know Jer- Jared brought him up. I didn't think we would talk about uh, what's his face, Mike Glennon, but he made an appearance long on the neck. show today. But don't, <laughs> don't, long neck. do not, do not, these quarterbacks, most of them, are ready to go, throw them out there. That's how they learn best. That's I, I know I get the point, Alex Smith, Mahomes. Well, unless me, you're the Packers. No. If you get drafted by the Packers, sit four years. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Jordan Love. Sit four I mean, years and come out. Aaron Rod- but that's such a unique scenario because it was an MVP quarterback he was sitting behind. It wasn't like Andy Dalton. No, no. It wasn't Alex Smith. You know, shout out to him, you know, but he wasn't on the level that Rodgers was at. So it's like no, it, Love it's, it's sitting behind him made sense. It's MVP, huh? Brett Favre, Roger sits behind him. He soaks up all that stuff. And then Lily Love is just, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a faucet of greatness just kind of sprinkling down and Love's getting all of it. So, yeah, unless you're the Packers, I feel you, we don't have that person in front to where we have that safety net, right? So Never I think had. if they go, yeah, yeah I, I don't, if, if you draft Caleb, I think you're probably going to start them. But again, but again, you know what? I trust polls. If he does bring someone in here, maybe he's like, yo, this is how you're supposed to do it. He was in Kansas City, right? Yeah. He literally saw it firsthand and he said, look, just give him one year, let him get his confidence up, let him tweak out some stuff. And I promise you, once he comes out the oven, he'll be ready to go. You know what I mean? So, and that would be something different than what the Bears have done. And obviously, what they've been doing isn't correct. So, you know what? Why not? I'll give it a shot. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see what but happens. Didn't, didn't Mahomes start one game in his first no, season? Well, it was the, it at was the very the last end. One. Yeah, but that's yeah. like because they already. So even he. You can throw him in there. Yeah. <laughs> you can give him one game. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. Though. I, have, I, have, I have no idea. No, oh, we, we got a super chat in here from a boy Tito on YouTube. Thank you. Said, y'all want to take bets on what the Bears do with the number one pick? Uh, I'm going to say no because the Bears already stressed yeah. me out enough and I don't need I don't need any more stressors. The Bears well, we can listen, do like I, a the, Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, no say, the Bears have already taken so much that's why the Bears have already taken so much money from me this year <laughs> from all the games I've gone to and watch them lose. I don't know if I want to put more money into something that might uh-huh. disappoint me. <laughs> Just joking around, but yeah, we could we could do bets. And we see could what happens. A, uh, an Avi, like a Twitter, you know, mm. where you got to change or something. Like Mike Glennon, yeah, we could do that. Whoever's wrong or something like that. Glennon. Well, we'll think about it because I don't know if I want to commit to that. Um, <laughs> Yo, Glennon, bro, I totally forgot about that. Is cr- we paid him the bag? 
So yeah. much that contract was stupid. Oh my goodness. That's peak bears right there for you. Facts. Okay, so uh here's one from MC Fact on YouTube said Dave and Ficky, even though Peyton is gone, can you guys speak briefly on the important importance of good coaching? No, I mean JP definitely hit on it, but I think it makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. you look at the quarterback, specifically the quarterback, look at the history of the NFL. There's been very talented quarterbacks that go into an environment and don't thrive. Would you pick up that quarterback and put him in a different scenario? Would they? Right. Actually, look at a prime example now. I mm-hmm. promise you. If you picked up or if we drafted Patrick Mahomes, he would not be as good as he is paired with Andy Reid and all the weapons around him, right? Doesn't mean he wouldn't get to the like a great level. I'm not like if it's in him, it's in him. I'm not arguing that, but I'm telling you it wouldn't how good he is now and how quickly he got to be good. I mean, he's about to be the greatest of all time, right? I promise you that would have not happened if you picked yeah. him up and dropped him in the Bears environment. At that time, right? Didn't have the the type of skill around him. Didn't trust the coaching. Obviously, none of them are here here still. Well, literally, everyone is still there in the Chiefs organization. And then also, you talk about the head coach. Andy Reid is the GOAT offensive mind, right? So, yeah, I think coaching weighs a lot. Obviously, there's just there's a balance. The players got to be good, got to be motivated, want to work on themselves. But like if you don't have good guidance, just like with anything, right? You talk about JP's uh, BU, right? He's trying to build like a guidance, something that can keep you motivated and direct you in the right direction. If you don't have that within your organization, guys aren't going to reach their peak level. They can get good. They can get great. But do they get their best? I don't know. So yeah, no, uh, I wanted to I wanted to bring up this real quick. Uh, it was from Tom Pelosero. Um, what is he on? Is he on NFL Plus? Yeah, NFL he's Network. NFL. Yeah, NFL Network. Yeah, so he said um, Brown, who the Bears just hired as their uh, passing game coordinator, uh, he's 37. He was voted the NFL's number two OC in a recent NFL PA player poll. Players poll. Love, love it. Um, anyways, up. reunion for him and Shane. Um, who were on Sean McVay's staff together. I, I just don't think – I don't even know if it's resonating with me how great of the hire this is for this coaching Bro, staff. Are, I love what they're doing, man. It's, it's a new philosophy. We saw the first time they come in, they didn't do this, right, and that's fine. He's a new GM. Yeah. Uh, Flus too, first-time head coach. They say, hey, look, it wasn't working. We need to we need to attack this differently. And right now, at least, again, on paper, right, don't – don't clip this and come back. This is all we only have. What we have is seeing. Oh, absolutely, like they're making the, only yeah, thickest part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only clip. I'm fine with it. It's engagement either way. But yeah, uh, but yeah. On paper, these seem like great hires. At least, uh-huh. at least they aren't bad yeah. hires. You know what I mean? So I think that's it's a positive way to look at it. Yeah. No, I think it's a great way to end the pod with some good news here. But. um, uh, we I know do we have, have a few like, more questions. Yeah, yeah, a few more questions and then some shout outs on the hashtag. So, uh, Jackie, mind throwing okay. some more? Oh, he's so quick. Thank you, Jack. Andy here on X said, thoughts on Brock Bowers at nine. You know what? I, I wouldn't be mad about it, but Shane Waldron's offense is he runs a lot of uh, 11 set, which is uh, only one tight end. So I'm not saying he can't adapt. You know, that's a big thing that Paul's talked about, bringing someone in here who can adapt to the skill sets you have. So if we get Brock Bowers, I'm sure he would switch to a lot of 12 personnel, right? Or move him out to wide receiver. So it would be yeah. interesting. I wouldn't necessarily be mad about it. As, depending Brock, on dude. what we do. At nine? Depending on what, 
That'd be great, but it depends on what we do at one. If we pick Caleb at one, do you want nine to be Brock Bowers? You know what I mean? I don't know. It depends on wide receivers. But here's the thing. true. How the board falls. I'll be honest. If if Malik, Neighbors, or Adunze, if they're there and you take Brock, that's just – that that will be the new argument on Bears Twitter. The Bears Mm -hmm. fucked up. They, you know, why did they do this? And you can have your – but for me, I don't think you can go wrong there with him and Komet as a combo. I I mean – Oh, no, it'd be great. That would – that would be tough, man. I mean, um, he's great. However, great. imagine if they keep Justin and then they trade. Well, trade if they keep Justin, you have tons stuff. of picks. Yeah, that's a different story. That's what I'm saying. At that point, I'm like, bro, we got tons. You might as well take risks, right? I'm cool yeah. with that. But yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. No, no. Brock Bowers is awesome. Another question here from uh, Y on X. That's not, that's funny. Uh, y on X said, <laughs> who's the best player in the draft? Uh, Marvin I'm Harrison gonna, Jr. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's not MHJ. It, well, it could be, could be Caleb too, if we're talking like pure talent. It could. I mean, it could. It's a nice. It's a. It's a really good. It's a really good draft class. But I would say Marvin Harrison Jr. is for me. I, I'm sticking with it. You see my sign back here it says "Keep Fields Draft Marvin Harrison Jr." Uh, I'm gonna stick with it, man. I, I've said it from the very beginning when, when you know him coming out this year and everything. I was just like, he is just. If he could so be a bear. I don't think we could. I don't think we're gonna miss on him. I feel like he's a he's foolproof. Like there was a video. Did you see that video where he was? Um, I wish I would have saved it, but he was uh, in the training facility, and it was one of those where you kind of put the football in machine, shoots jug it out. Machine. Yeah, jug machine. Oh yeah, and he um, caught well, his own. it was a little different. Yeah, he. Well, yeah, he basically threw it in there, took off, didn't even look. It looked like it was sped up, man. That's how quick he is, and he, he ended up catching the ball before obviously hit the ground. It was just. Uh, I wish I had the video, but it was. I know I'm like, damn. And yeah. I know there's a no, lot good. more that goes into playing, you know, the receiving position than that. But it's like he's a freak, man. And I feel like if the Bears do draft him, he's almost like foolproof. Like he's not he's bus proof as far as uh yeah, his know. floor is a lot higher than yeah. So right for there. me, I would go Marvis Harrison Jr. Um, however, I do like I think Brock's really good too. As far as tight end goes, I he's mean one of the best tight ends um, in, he's, in a long time. It's honestly weird for me where he's not getting as much hype as like maybe Kyle Pitts did a couple years back. Like, I feel like Brock is, he's I don't know, guy. I'm going to say it here. But um, yeah, he, anyways, though, guy. shout out to Spock23 here, though. Yeah, he, we have a super chat in here. Spock23.0, uh, 9.99, appreciate it. And he said, and this is on YouTube, by the way, he said Marvin yeah. Harris, Marvin Harrison Jr. Say it. Yeah, I yeah agree. he's right. He's, he's absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for the 9.99, though. We appreciate it, yeah, man. Appreciate but it. I, I think we're all agree Marvin Harrison Jr. on a bear would be, insane i think it's actually our pin tweet on our podcast it's the yep. our, our guy ryan who first of all he's amazing with our thumbnails um swaps everything like that check out his work um i guess i need to find his app i can't remember i, I know like everyone else's but ryan's is r w i e r s creative on instagram twitter everything like that but he does amazing stuff and he has a marvin harrison jr jr jersey swap there um and i think it's Fire. also the thumbnail with justin so uh, and then we got a question here, Christian. We kind of answered this. Appreciate the question. And this is on X. He said, how do you guys feel about JF with Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, that'd be great. JF1, MHJ, and DJ Moore. Like, bro, <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. Like, we could do something with that. You know what I mean? That electric. Our that quarterback, electric. whoever it is, can do it. Um, yes. But, yeah, I, I this is what I was thinking here. This is Marvin Harrison Jr. with Justin Fields. You guys can take a look at it screenshot it but it is on our twitter it's i saw our thumbnail but i think it would this right here if you come out of the draft here because if if you do 
get Marvin Anderson Jr. It's like because you traded down to three. Yeah. So here's my thing. You can end up with a couple more picks, maybe a second rounder, depending on whatever, you know, New England, whoever gives up what. But then you can go whoever at number nine. You could double dip and go Brock yeah, Bowers. So yeah, you could have JF1, Brock Bowers, DJ Moore, Cole Clement, Marvin Harrison Jr. Go get a center. Free agency still, you got you got to win that too. The Bears got money to spend. They're eighth overall in cap space. They make a couple cool. cuts, whether it be Eddie. You know, that would kind Eddie, of be Cody, tough. But Cody Eddie, Whitehair, Cody, they'll go to one. I mean, this team, there's so many options. We talked about it earlier in the show. I guess we can end it. So many options, so many routes to success. Um, however, I ain't gonna lie. This would be, this would be electric. I, I like happy. Justin, man. Don't need to build so, the trenches, but I would be. It's very weird. Excited about. This. I want to say this after the season ended, and a lot of people, I'd say, like a lot of people were Justin on Justin Fields, like train, like let's keep him, let's trade the pick. As we keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into the off season, it's like slowly, like okay, we got to go, Caleb. We got to go, Caleb. So now I feel like I'm like. I have to stay here. I have to stick it, uh, stand my ground, and be like, "All right, I want to, I want to see him go with Justin." But again, I want to say, I will not be upset if Caleb Williams isn't a bear. Or is yeah, a bear I think it's just April, like the so. time, the time away from seeing Fields play, and then there's just so much talk about Caleb because obviously it's the draft season. I think it just like mentally makes yeah. you just. So it's yeah. crazy. Um, and then we'll we'll give some final shout outs here. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Um, MC Fact OG in here. Appreciate it. Yes, he is an OG on YouTube. Our boy Tito on Hello, YouTube, Tito. OG. Appreciate it as well. And we have a new one in here with Bears for Life. Hashtag new face gang. Yo, that was great. We really appreciate all the newbies, oldies, oldies on your notes veterans i think is the better word there appreciate everyone who tunes into the show me and dave love doing this we wouldn't be able to do it without y'all um if you want to support us give us a thumbs up on this video subscribe hit the notification bell so when we go live you don't miss it we have special guests because we got tons more coming um you know make sure you're on that and then for our apple spotify other podcast viewers i appreciate you as well leave a review rate the pod if you can apple spotify we've got an uptick on those but if you can even if you're on youtube go to uh Apple, Spotify, give us a five-star rating or four. I mean, or give us whatever forever. rating you want, whatever we earned, I guess. Uh, five yeah. would be preferred, of course, um, but we would appreciate it. It really <laughs> does like help. <laughs> yeah, it really does help the pod grow on, on those platforms. But love has been insane. We are so close to 3,000 subs too, which is honestly insane. It's, it's been a really quick turnaround. So we, the love, the community we're building here, uh, we got to get it. I know there's a couple things in the works this off season. Um, as Wait, far we got as some maybe, stuff. Yeah, we Discord and... We're, we're gonna we get got, on it, but Discord, some other stuff. Yeah, we got, we're trying to build a community. Patreon. We're definitely gonna, it's gonna, we're gonna be gonna fun. Bring some more value for you guys. Yeah, and then also I just want to give a shout out to the if you followed our IG, like you guys have been killing it. We killing broke the thousand mark. I think we gained like eight hundred followers in like thirty days. You guys are just like going crazy, and I really do appreciate it. Like you said, it, we're gonna keep pumping out stuff for you yeah. guys because again, we're doing it for y'all. This show is for the fans. By the fans. Me and Dave are just a bunch of fanboys, right? Who love this team. We're passionate about this team. So we want to build a community of other like-minded people like us so we can, you know, celebrate this team once it starts winning games, which I think it will. And it doesn't matter where you fall the quarterback conundrum. is. Your team, Caleb, team team Fields, everyone's welcome here. Yep. As long as your team bear, we're good. You feel me? So Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, hey, we appreciate it. We'll be back uh, next week. I'm not sure on the date. Um, probably thinking about either Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, depending on when we can line up things with, like I said, our next guest. So we appreciate the love and we'll be back next week. Peace.